Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org.
go to the movement. I can't on anything else. And I will send it. Just, I'm just curious. How many of you, just raise your hand real quick, would do it? Okay, how many would not do it? Okay. All right. So those of you with your hands up right now, I'm really speaking to you because I want you to start having crazy dreams again. Because you're a realist, you're a realist, or someone who just hates space, okay? And you're afraid that you're going to die and blow up. And how many of you just that? You, you just, yeah, okay. That's half of you. All right. But here's the deal. What I want you to do is think of it. What is it that? Why has God created you? It's not just to take up some more carbon monoxide on the planet. There's other reasons. And so what I want to look at today is three different things. And let me give them to you quickly, and I'll tell you the first one. Uh, and there's three. So there's going to be realization, regret, and redemption. Okay, so let's take a peek first at the realization. This is my last gig. It has happened by now. It's like a miracle. Miracles happen. Great movie if you want to see Magic. If you live the language 
really enjoyed it. So Jake, Wick, Jack wakes up. He's the only one that knows the Beatles and their music existed. Just imagine if that happened to you. You know, there's like ethics involved here, all that. They dress like great movie. But let me set it up biblically now. Let's, if you have a Bible, I want you to grab it up. We're going to turn to Mark chapter 14 in just a moment. Um, but I want, I want to picture, you to picture this, okay? Go back with me. Travel back in time, 2,000 years. Here you are. You're a disciple of Jesus. You are with Jesus. He's right there in the flesh. And, and Jesus just gets done speaking to a bunch of people and sends his disciples on the way. He says, go, get in the boat. I'll catch up with you later. All the disciples are in a boat. They're traveling to the other side of, of the sea. And, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, they look up and they see somebody walking on the water. And I don't know about you, but I would freak out. I would be like, what's happening? And they look up and here's Jesus just, Eventually, 
mean, every single one of us, we have this chance to have this realization of Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that you realize who He is today, that you have a new revelation of Jesus, no matter where you are on the spectrum of your faith walk. Then the second, and every single one of us goes through this, is the regret. You've had 20 years to make a move. Well, he's only had a move when I was at seven. Uh, uh, and you've had 10 years. Exactly right. No, so. I've been waiting half my life for you to wake up and help me. Having loved you for half a lifetime, I realised when you left that I'd make a bad choice doing that. And now it's got even trickier because. It's really you were playing in Pats with the perfect match, but now I'm an actual school teacher and actual nurse. You're the world's greatest singer songwriter. Except you probably are. So here he is. He's become this fantastic singer songwriter. He's been performing, doing all the Beatles music at this point. She sits down with him, and don't worry, I'm not going to give away his quotes for you. But she starts talking to him like, do you not see that Eric, you'll all see, if you see the movie, you'll see how much she like just is infatuated with him, loves him. He's blind to it. And finally, at this point in the movie, they sit down together, and he goes through this regret, not regret of his ethics per se, but a regret of, I didn't even realize the love you had for me. And he, it all of a sudden, I think it finally hits him in the scene. Now, now, granted, this is a movie, but I think every single one of us has gone through that place in our life where we regret. And there's one in the Bible. We talked about Peter walking on water. Keep going with this story for a moment. Matthew chapter 26, verse 31. I'll put it on the screen. Jesus told them, really talking to Peter, this very night, you will all fall away on account of me. I bet he was staring at Peter that night. They all rejected him. But Peter did more than anyone else, according to the biblical text. In fact, Jesus already knew what Peter would do before he did it. If Jesus knew then what Peter would do, then I believe Jesus still knows what you would do today. He knows the regret that you have. He knows the regret that you will have. He knows the regret that you maybe haven't even shared with anybody else, but he knows your heart. And I believe that he wants to heal that today. Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to give you six verses as as good as I can. But I want you to watch this play out. Here it goes. Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, courtyard of the temple. That's just like one level beyond the actual inside of the temple, beyond the curtain. So he's outside of the curtain in this thing called the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said to Peter. Verse 70, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, so that's a little bit further beyond the courtyard, a little bit further out of the temple, which is very important. This fellow, he went up to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth, verse 72. He denied it, what? Denied it again. With an oath. I don't know, man. Never did. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. I love that. Verse 74. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't blankety blank know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. Now, let's be real for a moment. Can we be real? How many times in your life 
as a good friend or a spouse or even your dad, your mom, or your own son or daughter called you out on something and you knew they were right, you know where I'm going to get at, man. And you defended it to the moon, man. You like, you knew me on the shadow. They were right, but you were so caught up in your crap, literally, that you couldn't even see straight. Don't raise your hands. That's all of us, okay? Because we all have this, like, deterring factor that we think we're right. You know, I married my wife. She, her former name was Brubaker, and there was this used to think my in-laws are watching online. I love you. But there was this phrase that I got married into that was the Brubaker way is the right way. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 Chris's way is the right way. Let's get it right. She was still, you know, married 19 years. She still hasn't figured that out. And, uh, <laughs> but what happens is when people that we trust come to us and they say these things, we have to realize the motive. Jesus' motive in saying this was to protect Peter, not to harm him. Somebody comes to you and is like, man, I really think you need to lose some weight. Are they offending you? Well, then try to listen to them. If they come up to you and they say, man, I, you, you got this addiction, I can help you with it. Oh, you don't know anything about my brain, you're leaving addiction. They probably do. Or they come up to you and they go, you know what? I'm concerned with your faith walk because I've seen you living out. Oh, you don't know anything about my faith walk, Pastor. Whatever it might be. I believe that people have genuinely good in mind. I really do. And they're not doing it to spite you. They're doing it because they love you. We just get so caught up in our stuff that we can't see it. Peter was caught up, and so here's the serpent girl. And you watch him. He goes from the inside of the temple at the courtyard all the way up to the gate. And this is symbolic, very symbolic, because what's happening, if you're a biblical nerd like me, he's basically going, you know what? I felt close to Jesus. Now I'm not that close. Now I'm on the outs. My actions give me away. They know who I am, but I don't even want to realize who I am. I don't want to live into the dream and the calling that God has for me. I know the Bible's not applicable today, right? It's not relevant. If you could see, let me ask you a question. If you could see your whole life, right now, from start to finish, would you change things? If you could see it, would you, would you change the things you knew you would do wrong in the future? Would you go back to the past and change the things you've regretted? Actually, just study done on us. And those, it says like, almost all of us have some regret in life, but the majority of us would not go back and change them. Do you know why? Because we've learned from them. It's made us who we are. And so you might have walked through some crazy stuff, stuff that was in your control, stuff outside your control, but I want you to go back to those situations, the regret that you had, and you have to be able to see that Jesus was still there loving you. Even if it was horrible circumstance, whether it was abuse, or whether it was something that you had no control over, I, whatever it might be. You know, maybe it was a job thing, or a family thing, or a church thing, or a pastor hurting, whatever it might be. You've got to realize that Christ was there. Well, why has God allowed things to happen? Blah, blah. Billy Graham answered that really wisely. I love his answer, and I go with it. His answer to why does God allow evil things to happen? Billy Graham, I quote him, one I quote right now, is this. Three words. I don't know. Number three. Here we go. The redemption. Jack Mallard. <laughs> Welcome to my little beach shack. <laughs> Thank you for coming all this way to see it. Wow. Not very attractive. No. You're out of yes. You're skinny yet somehow round. Uh-huh. You have been profoundly unsuccessful for 10 years. And until about a month ago, we'd call you a complete failure. What's not quite how I put it? 
we would say that you were a complete failure siblings. But now, now, you've hit an extraordinary songwriting groove, and you want to be the biggest star in the world. What? Yes is the answer to that question. Wait Not well, yes, I guess. Yes. All right, so it's the last clip I want to show you. I don't want to give anything away in case you didn't see. It comes out of our box about a month. But it would seem that his songs are not getting recorded. Here he is in LA, he's from England. Could there be redemption happening? And I don't want to give it away. But I believe that there's redemption in this story. Could be redemption with, with the girl that's in love with him. Could be redemption in his ethics. You know, how does it play out? Was it all a dream? Was it all reality? What took place? What, what unplayed? And I'm not going to give you any of those answers. But I can tell you that there is and could be a certain amount of redemption throughout the movie, but you have to see and find out where and how that comes to be. And so we look at this, and that's why the title of the movie is Yesterday. I think so often we focus on yesterday or the regret. We focus on the future. We focus on the could be. And sometimes it's hard for us to just live in the moment and realize that right now, God probably wants to redeem Whatever it is that needs to be redeemed. Maybe it's a dream you have. Maybe it's a purpose that you have. Maybe it's, it's something that God needs to call the life in you that has been dormant for so long and you didn't even realize it was there. Hopefully, through the use of some of these Hollywood clips and through biblical knowledge that, and through the Holy Spirit, God will reveal those things to you this morning. Here's the deal. Peter rejected Jesus how many times? How many times? Peter rejected three times. How many times have you rejected him? I have in my life from time to time. I remember when I, I I didn't even know who Christ was and it took me a while. I mean, that's honestly before I gave my life to Christ. It's what I said when I stubbed my toe. You know, I would say his name. That's the only thing I knew about Jesus. That it, it was my curse word. And, and then all of a sudden, you got radically uh, saved, if you will, born again, whatever word you want to call it. God showed up to me in a powerful way and I gave my life to him. And it was there that I tried desperately to live my life for not perfectly. And then there's things I still did that I regretted. Okay? But there was a realization of who Jesus was. And then my life, I believe, has been redeemed. I believe anything, and I believe we were redeemed, we are redeemed, and we're being redeemed. Okay? And so here's how this looks. Peter rejected Christ three times. Three times. I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. Plenty, 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 plenty. I don't know him. I mean, he's like defendant to the nth degree. So Jesus, he dies on the cross. Resurrection happens. Jesus is walking around. And we're waiting for the story to finish because we want to see the conclusion between Peter's conversation with Jesus. How's it going to play out? What's going to happen? Is Jesus going to be, you know, like we picture church sometimes condemning and, and you know, damning to him? Or, or is Peter going to be like filled with grace from Jesus? What's going to happen in this place out? And I love it because this is the redemption of the Savior in whom I choose to worship. And so this is where how it plays out. I'm assuming that Maggie should to come up and play. Um, here's what happens. is right here. In John chapter 21, verse 17. Read this with me. It says, Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. You see, there were these feelings of guilt, feelings of shame, feelings of regret, and more. Thinking, he can't even show his face to Jesus. Keep it personal and real because the Bible's not all that at all. That's sarcasm. How many of you felt that same way? Like, I, you know, I've got all this. I, I can't even face him. I, I, I'm not good enough. I don't, I don't have it all figured out. 
I, I don't I don't have it. I've got these feelings of guilt and, and I can't even show my face to Jesus because I'm gonna burn in hell. Or whatever it might be, you fill in the blanks. I see this all the time, and what happens is I, I wish that people knew the truth of who Jesus was. John chapter 21, the next part of this verse, I love what it says. It says, Jesus said to Peter, feed my sheep. Three very powerful words. And, and here's what those words meant. That meant, Peter, will you be the first pastor of the first Christian church ever? Will you be the rock in which I build my church upon? Would you be the one that takes this movement right now and goes, and, and I'm not going to be thinking about Peter like, yeah, I failed you. I like messed up. I regret it. I have a realization of you. And now you want to redeem me through this? I ain't good enough for that. There's no way. And yet Jesus reaches out and reaches in and says, Yeah. And he says those three powerful words, feed my sheep. In other words, it means take care of the sheep. You're the shepherd of the flock. You're the shepherd to take after people within the congregation. You're, you're the first one. I'm putting my trust in you. Your Bible nerd like I am, what I love here is we see Peter denied him how many times? Three. Jesus asked him, Do you love me? Three times. Three times. Why? Because Jesus doesn't just redeem you once. He doesn't just redeem you twice. He constantly redeems you over and over and over and over. He's the God of multiple second chances all the time. So we've got this realization, the regret. And then the redemption. That's the most important. So this morning, I'm going to pray in just a moment. And I'm going to ask you um, really to, to, to pray. And if you want to accept Jesus as your Savior today, do that. There's a number on the on the program, the, the bulletin that you have. Just text yes to us. We just want to know if you gave your life to Christ. We want to pray for you. Um, well, let me end with this. So I was really, really hoping that the song written yesterday had some really powerful meaning that I can share with you at the end of the service. Do you know there's no meaning to the song? Yesterday? In fact, uh, uh, John Lennon, who wrote it, he talks about it, and he said what happened is this actually, the, the tune came to him in a dream, and, and it was a dream that he had, and so he wrote it down, and he actually thought he was plagiarizing, he thought somebody else had written the song. And he went around, and, and I just want to share this, because I think it's funny, and then we'll end in a serious moment. Um, but do you know the original lyrics that John Lennon wanted for the song? Any, like, super Beatles fans in here? Okay, you probably know, but I didn't realize this. You know, it wasn't yesterday was the first rendition um, until people spoke and told him he was crazy. The first rendition of the song was actually scrambled eggs. Not joking. I'm not making this up. Google it. Scrambled eggs. They, they aren't as good as her legs. So I'll stick with my scrambled eggs. Thank you, God, that you changed it. All right? Let's pray. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Google it, because I don't even believe myself right now. Lord, I thank you that you love us. You where we're at. God, for any person here that has regret, would they be able to leave that regret here before they leave? Would they be able to leave that at your feet this morning? God, would they know that they're not on the stake, creating your image this morning? God, would they have the realization that you love them? Lord, that you created them for purpose, you've created for dreaming. Would you allow those in this room that can't dream to dream again? Those that say, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this and do that, to be able to have that dream to live out. 
for us to have the realization that you love us, Lord, right where we're at. And then, God, that you redeem us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We give you today. We give you everything. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. And we also do you Amen. Hey, have a fantastic today. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.